0: This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers on Welcome to another edition of Chargers on Jake After and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. This show, of course, is being brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, Aura, AG1, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Dan Wolkenstein. Harbaugh Watch continues, and it didn't take long from our update <laughs> yesterday to get some hella big updates today <laughs> in terms of the continuous coaching search that's happening, the latest on Jim Harbaugh, and what is taking place in that circumstance. Uh, Chargers fan base once again in a complete frenzy. It was funny this earlier today, Dan, if you happen to catch Bridget Condon's tweet. She's, she just so happened to say, people are driving crazy right now in L.A. I hope everything is all right. And I quote tweeted, and I said, they're probably just refreshing their Twitter page while they're driving. <laughs> that is that is how nuts everything is right now in with this Chargers fan base. Um, but a lot to get into today. Obviously, piggybacking off the conversation yesterday, just getting up to everybody up to speed with the latest as it relates to the Chargers head coach and GM. Um Interview schedule, but first and foremost, Dan. Obviously, how are you, sir?
1: I am great. I'm still, I'm still processing the OC Jake Hefner using the term "hella" on a pod in 2024. This is fantastic. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I feel like the stove and the oven is scaldingly hot at this point in Chargers land. Uh, really? We hear Mike Vrabel. The Mike Vrabel is interviewing for a head coaching position with the Chargers. Ben Johnson scheduled for Saturday. Jim Harbaugh watch we mentioned.
0: Still have Dan Quinn on Friday. David Shaw interviewed.
1: That was announced today. Lots of things in motion. Rumors are swirling when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and possible staff coming on and all kinds of talk about compensation and timing. And there are more sources in 2024 connected to Jim Harbaugh than I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but um, exciting times for the Chargers fans and for the Chargers faithful who have been through so much. We're going to talk about it all. But Jake, other than Chargers stuff, how are you feeling about the Chargers stuff? What are you feeling inside? Are
0: you feeling nervous? Are you excited? No, are you afraid? I, mean, I don't, I don't feel nervous. I don't feel excited. I don't feel afraid. I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm all of those things, by the way. <laughs> I, well, you're a plethora of emotion all the time, so that's no surprise to me, but it's, it's now from this, like the standpoint of everything that has taken place with this over the last couple of weeks, obviously, as we said yesterday, it's turned everybody kind of into their own Sherlock Holmes, where it's just everybody is looking for any of those type of Easter egg connections and trying to make it all line up to a one Jim Harbaugh, um, like we had mentioned, I have I have cannot remember the last time that I had seen a fan base like this as a related to a head coach or a GM hire that could potentially coming in. Um, so it's it's wild, but it's just at the same time, you can't get caught up in in so much of the fire. Just take a step back, take a deep breath, read between the lines. I understand that this fan base is hungry for the potential hiring of of Jim Harbaugh. But we have to remember that in terms of parameters that are in place, and from what John Spanos actually said that he was that he and this Chargers organization was going to do, he's actually said and meant every word of it. Dan, I asked you the day after his press conference when he was talking about we're going to cast a wide net. And I actually asked you, do you think, did you think at that point in time? That he was basically, you know, playing to the crowd, just saying kind of what needed to be said. We'll see at that point in time if he followed through. And you thought he was. And now we fast forward a few weeks later, and you look at the extensive net that has that has been thrown for the head coaching interviews, for the GM interviews. It's definitely been extensive for this team. Obviously, the Chargers, ha- I'm sure, had their top guys in mind for who they wanted. But in terms of running the full gambit, the things that John Spano said that this organization needed to shift towards with a new head coach, with a new GM, the attributes that they were looking for. In terms of the head coaching interviews right now, the Chargers have done the most extensive work of all of the openings. That
1: and, are- other than Pete- and other than Pete Carroll, they've hit all of the big fish. Ben Johnson, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh—those are the three biggest names in the cycle right now. So the Chargers are, are put into work, and they're putting into due diligence, in my opinion. And uh, as much as everybody wants to see certain decisions being made immediately or yesterday or last week, like let's be smart about this and be respectful about this, both as fans and as kind of watching things unfold. So let's go into it. Uh, today, there was news that Mike Vrabel was going to be interviewed with the Chargers, which I think is the consensus. I would probably say plus minus 5%, 80% of Chargers fans' number two option for head coach. Interviewing today, that's a big deal. I don't see them... I mean, I don't, I don't want to speculate... Could you see them, by the way, could you see any world in which he comes on as a possible Jim Harbaugh DC
0: slash assistant head coach? I literally just saw that Sean Merriman tweet where he basically had said he was quote tweeting someone basically say, hey, Harbaugh, head coach Vrabel DC. Merriman says, if this happens, I got 10 more plays in me. I could come (laughs) and play right now. Um, That would be an interesting one. But I don't think that that's gonna happen. I think I think Vrabel's resume is too good to where if it's not the Chargers, he's going to find somewhere to be ahead of Seattle. I was shocked in that from the standpoint of him getting released and and let go in the first place from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That was a shock. You saw how that kind of changed everybody's rankings when that news came out. It's it's to me. It's I, I Vrabel shot up as you said. Vrabel immediately went up to my number two in terms of the options. I think it's a great backup. Should Jim Harbaugh not end up, you know, barring a eleventh-hour decision, end up coming to the Chargers, I think that that would be a great backup because I think that both of their personalities are very similar in terms of uh, gravitas. Gra- Gravitas Keep, is a good yeah. word. Discipline, accountability, whatever it Cache, is you want to call it. Yeah. Yes, I, I think that they both are cut from the same mold in terms of how they run a team and how they connect with their players and what they want them to be. So, it, it was good because we knew that we were we were wondering if that if that interview was a going to be requested, b if they were going to go through with it in the midst of everything that was taking place last week with all of the the head coaching changes. So. It was nice to know that they are going through with that interview as well. And then you move along to Ben Johnson, who, again, was a consensus either top two, top three, whatever you it is you wanted to rank him as. That interview was requested last week. And now we just got the news today that he is officially going to be interviewing. That's Saturday, right? Yep. People have their differences as far as the first-time head coaches, the veteran coaches, what they feel is the right fit, considering that the Chargers have already gone through the last three with Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, Brandon Staley being first-time head coaches, and that not getting them the results that they ultimately wanted to see. Ben Johnson, again, I think is... I don't want to be trying to predict the future and saying that he's going to be the exception to the rule, but when you look at the tenure that he's been in in Detroit, what he's had to experience in terms of a culture change when Detroit has been the dregs of the NFL, essentially. And now to be a part of a coaching group with Dan Campbell that has completely turned Detroit around in just a few short years.
1: By the way, did you see, not to cut you off, but did you see the locker room after that win? GM, head coach, coordinator, the whole nine. And you tell me that you don't think Ben Johnson understands how to shift a culture
0: right it hasn't been a part of it and let's not forget that the chargers even put in a request to aaron glenn as well so there is something that uh-huh. is from that culture that it has built up that you have seen there from the from the front office all the way down that has gotten people's attention so i understand everybody's perspective on why you either favor a veteran or you'd be okay with a first timer like ben johnson both cases can be made and both cases can completely be right. But again, we're talking about the overall cycle in the net that is being thrown out here by the Chargers in terms of covering all of their bases, figuring out, looking, basically looking under every stone possibly that they can in terms of making the right decision. So Ben Johnson should be on the, on this list in terms of them interviewing him. I still think that they go through the weekend and they complete the rest of this interview cycle. Before they ultimately end up making a decision, which who knows when that announcement ends up happening. But I, I think that from the standpoint of you take everything that they have done up until this point and still the interviews pending for the remainder of this week, the Chargers have done a very good job in terms of casting their net, as they call it.
1: Yes. <clears throat> and then, Jake, you kind of called it uh, curveball happens Thursday. And David Shaw is announced as a completed interview for the Los Angeles Chargers. And David Shaw, for those who do not know, former Stanford head coach, has immediate ties to Jim Harbaugh, backed at USD as a passing game coordinator, went with him to Stanford, became the offensive coordinator, was with him for years. Those two are very close. And I think it's important For Chargers fans, and hell, if there are other folks that are not Chargers fans who are tuning into this or watching what has gone on. I admire and I respect the objective of the Rooney Rule, but I despise how it is being used in practice and how it's covered nationally, and honestly, how some fans talk about it. Because it's a little sleazy. It's a little despicable in the context of guys being interviewed just to check a box. And I understand its rules and its things that have to get done and processes that have to get met before interviews have, before announcements can be made. I get all of that. But the NFL, I hope, understands how it's being actually used. And I don't have the answers but the current way that it's being utilized just doesn't feel right to me. And to make it worse, in my opinion, was David Shaw is a hell of a coach. And David Shaw could very well end up, if it's Jim Harbaugh, be on the staff in some capacity. And so when you see some of these people just talking about him as a checkbox, that just didn't that didn't sit right to me. It didn't feel right to me. And so I hope people can kind of take a step back for a second and understand, like, this is not just about that. And I don't know, anything you want to add? I just, it felt weird to me. I wanted to say something about it. Sorry if I had said too much, but just...
0: <laughs> no, it's fair. I, I even felt the exact same way as we were talking about it yesterday on the show when I messaged you after we were off the line. And it just, I didn't like talking about it in that circumstance, even though, I again, I understand that it's the rule. It's still, just you go back years of people talking about how it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It's like, we're still here and it's not working. Even with the little adjustments they've made, it really doesn't seem in the macro sense that it is working. So at some point, the NFL and the league is going to have to make a change to that. So to your, to your point, Dan, I know I had, I had mentioned David Shaw as a possibility in terms of other candidates that could be interviewed during a time frame possibly before next week's deadline of when they can move forward with them. And you weren't wrong, by the way. Kudos to you. Like You weren't wrong, and he's a legit candidate. That's why you brought him up. <laughs> for, co- for context, when Jim Harbaugh was going through his interview sessions last year with the Broncos, Broncos, again, had interviewed David Shaw during that period of time as well. So even Benjamin Albright, had tweeted out saying that he felt that anybody who would want Harbaugh felt that having those two together once again would actually be a good pairing, which then leads to our next topic of the conversation, because now people have kind of looked at this as saying, well, hey, could this have also been a pseudo interview to bring him on eventually as part of Harbaugh's staff? And some people have thrown out the idea of could this be a possible replacement for him to replace Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator for a potential hiring if it comes to that? Who knows? Again, pause. But again, pause. The point of all this, and this is why I gave the Chargers
1: credit, is so far it feels that they have done this the right way. And going back to the Anthony Lynn days, like there is kind of a moral compass throughout this organization and you've seen a lot of some of the the civil rights and things that have gone through over the years that they have been on the forefront of a lot of things vocally. I think the Chargers do care about things like good faith and doing things the right way. And so them doing this, like imagine, like imagine for a second the optics, right? Chargers fans are all pounding the table because they want Jim Harbaugh now they announced the David Shaw interview and then immediately announced they hired Jim Harbaugh. What does that look like? Is that in good faith? Brian Flores, like a word. So, like, let's be respectful. Respect the process. Trust the process. Shout out Joel Embiid. Like, you got to just let this play out. But Brian Shaw, honest, Brian Shaw, David Shaw, I think, I think if Jim Harbaugh is brought in, I think David Shaw is coming with him. It makes in too so, much In sense. some form or capacity, capacity. Totally. To myself, yes. Yeah, I would love to see him as like a, I don't know, assistant head coach, passing game coordinator, running game coordinator, something like that. I think that would be awesome. But if we're talking about facts here, the Chargers are now in a position to where if they want – I don't want to say legally, but technically, they can make a head coaching hire when they feel ready. Which we've kind of crossed that bridge, which I think that's what's exciting for Chargers fans. But now we got to kind of sit and wait. And we've seen rumors, we've seen figures thrown out there. I saw something, Jake, I saw this. There are rumors from a, a Michigan source about. Jim Harbaugh making somewhere up to 18 million per year, which I remember initial reports were 15. And then I had said if he wins the Natty, it's going to go up a couple million, which could go to 17. So 18 sounds about right. If it is Jim Harbaugh, Dean Spanos throws out some of those narratives like clear out the kitchen. <laughs> so, all this to say, I think Chargers fans should brace for impact. I think this is, we're at the point now where. I think if it, if I was a betting man, Monday, Tuesday
0: at the latest, I think we learn who the next head coach is. I think that was also accelerated with the news that we got this morning that Bill Belichick was also going through his second interview with the Atlanta Falcons. So that that accelerated things a little bit in Atlanta's and Bill Belichick's connection favor there. Some people have talked about it, like, okay, well, we'll keep... Can't they just announce the hire whenever? truth be told, can they? Yes. Do I think that they're going to? No. Until Dan's point, I think anything that comes of next Monday or Tuesday is when you're going to see an official announcement drop. And whether that's head coach, GM, pair them together, who's first, who cares – I think that that is the way that the Chargers have always operated. Again, things very close to the chest. And I think that they will go out and they will finish this week's of interview cycles. I know that we've seen other teams before when all of a sudden you hear news break to say that, oh, such and such interview has been canceled. And then you kind of get a sense of what's ultimately coming for whatever team is making that head coaching decision. I don't believe that the Chargers are going to do that. I think they will finish out this week with the remaining interviews that they have, even if they have their preferred favorites. And next week, at some point, you'll end up hearing an announcement. The other component
1: of this, probably the last thing we talk about today, the other component of this that I find interesting, and I've kind of pushed for this and hoped for it ever since kind of the Jim Harbaugh stuff started picking up steam, is the hope that... Remember... It's not just Jim Harbaugh. Like, if they hire Jim Harbaugh, like I think this is a matter of like building out a robust staff, both coaching and executive level, to kind of bring that, as well as kind of overall staff, like performance, nutrition, analytics, all that jazz, to kind of bring them into the 2024 era of like those competing contenders. A lot of these interviews that you're seeing the Chargers do. I could absolutely see them maybe not be the head coach, maybe not be the GM, but part of a staff that comes into this Chargers team. And so what I hope is Dean Spanos recognizing and agreeing to and welcoming the idea of building out a staff that is able to compete with the best in the NFL. And rumors of David Shaw, your mentor from Michigan. You, Ian, I think King is one of the GM candidates that could possibly come in as like a
0: VP player personnel. Roman, the connections that he had all the way back to San Francisco days. I mean, there's there's a plethora. So it's just, you think about, you get to step one, you still have about 18 steps left. I, again, I should preface with the exception of Ryan Ficken. <laughs> Don't come in on to stay. Yeah. The, the, if there is one person <laughs> on this coaching touch. staff. Yeah. Do, do not touch. Yes. <laughs> Which I think the chargers made that intention known when they were blocking him from uh, going to other interviews with other teams. So I think that that hopefully has been set, but the rest of the, the rest of the team, uh, who knows what's going to happen, Dan? I mean, again, if, if everything pans out, what we think is going to happen here in the next week, That's literally just the tip of the iceberg. Yep.
1: yep. And again, for Chargers fans who are nervous and anxious and afraid that they're going to screw this up, I get it. Historically, I get it. But look around the NFL. No other head coach has been hired other than one that was already in the building with a clause in his contract. So you're not behind. This is just kind of the new age of head coaching hires. So, Jake, Mike Rabel interviewing Ben Johnson scheduled to interview David Shaw interviewed. We know Ed Dodds Ian Cunningham, a whole bunch of those yep. candidates have already been interviewed for the GM candidacy. Yep. Again, I think in Thursday, Friday, Saturday,
0: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, has it changed anything with you, Dan? Cause I know that again, we touched on the GMs yesterday in terms of the, at least the top three that we felt again, if you're making the hardball connection here, Cunningham, Hortiz, Dodds, has anything shifted for you in the last 24 hours just in terms of not just your personal favorite on who you think would be a great fit, because any one of these three could be a good fit with Jim Harbaugh, given the prior connections, but has anything shifted for you in the last 24 hours in terms of who you think it's going to be?
1: Yes, uh i think so actually and for those of you who are tuning on espn radio uh you can listen to the full episode on charges unleashed on youtube lac underscore unleash anywhere you find your podcasts uh thank you so much for tuning in jake yes uh i thought about this last night actually uh you know so much of this can be thought about when we're thinking head coach gm candidacies like in isolation who's the best head coaching candidate who's the best gm candidate and you think about Accolades, organizations they've been in, successes, trophies, uh, mentors they've had, uh, personality, vision, whatever. And I was reminded by a friend of mine that, like, while that stuff's important, the teamwork and the collaboration and, like, the fit between the two is equally as important and oftentimes more important. And so I think for me, Going into this, looking at them in silos, you know, Jim Harbaugh, one, Mike Vrabel two, Ben Johnson, Belichick, three, four, depending on if Belichick is just doing head coaching, whatever. Then on GM side, you know, I had uh, Waddle, I had Cunningham, Peters. I think that was my tier one. And then I had Dodds as like the top of tier two. But again, in isolation. Then you put in the context of, who of those two would fit best together in the context of Jim Harbaugh look at the kind of the personalities at least the ones that get charges of talk to you know I think the the Andrew Brown I believe was a GM candidate you have Ed Dodds Joe Hortiz Ian Cunningham all ties to Harbaugh so that probably puts those four above personally I think Ian Cunningham goes right up to the top because of his experience and the guys he's worked with and his ties to Harbaugh and his creativity and drafts on trade and all that kind of stuff. And Ed Dodds, I think, goes up to the top. And I think Ed Dodds probably goes up to the top. Again, we're talking one and two, Dodds and Cunningham. Dodds, I think, is more of a fit, in my opinion, from like a personality There it is type. Like if you look at the personality types and the traits of Ian Cunningham versus Ed Dodds. Ian Cunningham kind of has that, like, silent assassin, creative, not soft-spoken, but not, like, rip your heart out and, like, you know, talk to your face and scream and kind of get folks riled up. That just doesn't seem like his type of persona. Creative. But I don't want to say behind the scenes, but not necessarily, like, in your face. Ed Dodds is kind of the opposite. And you could talk about the creativity. You could talk about all the things he's done. Look at the draft classes he's had with uh, the Colts just this past year and the guys they brought in on, this, on the team that year. His success back with Kansas City, time with Pete Carroll and Seattle. But then you look at his personality. And in my opinion, that's where I think Ed Dodds probably gets the nudge because of how similar it seems his and Jim Harbaugh's personality is like the take no BS, the raw raw, the kind of the punchy in the mouth, physical desire, like speed. I mean, player archetype I think is the same with what you probably get Ian Cunningham, but just like the the way he presents himself, personality seems like that's a better fit with Jim Harbaugh. So, long winded answer. Yes, Ed Dodds one Cunningham two, but hey, again,
0: maybe there's a dark horse.
1: Who knows? <laughs> but yes, I would say Dodds one Cunningham
0: two. What are you? It's still neck and neck to me. I mean, to get as you kind of said, the personality may give that extra oomph to Dodds just because if if the whole goal here from the front office was to find a collaboration between GM and head coach. It's hard to argue the fact of their personalities being so similar, their prior relationships that they've had. Obviously, the success that Dodds has had through his several organizations that he's been with. It's hard to argue that that would not just click from day one. I still really like Ian Cunningham, though. I know.
1: I still you really like it, and, and, you and this, I say yes, that. You cannot go wrong
0: at all. You, you can't go wrong with with any of the of the top three. But Ian Cunningham, I think, in terms of. Not only do I think that he and Harbaugh could mesh really well, but in terms of where the Chargers are now from a roster construction standpoint, from a salary cap standpoint, and what you need to get out of, Cunningham has the experience in doing that over the past couple of years. And again, going back to his days with his experience under the GMs that he's learned under, Poles, Newsom, Roseman, I mean, that's great experience. Yep. So, again, I don't think that you could go wrong. I could understand why people would quickly elevate Dodds to the top just because of the personality It's like 51 to me, to be honest. It's, like it's so damn close. And, again, I, I do it. not think that you lose whatever decision that you make. I think we
1: find out Monday or Tuesday. I think that's when I'm bracing for impact. Um, so, lots of decisions. Lots of things for Chargers fans to be up at night hoping, dreaming about. Uh, We'll see. But we have the potential to see arguably the most robust staff the Chargers have ever had. And it sounds like Dean Spence, whether that's Jim Harbaugh or not, like you said, it sounds like he is committed to bringing this organization to kind of new heights. And maybe that's a little selfish, you know, bring in someone who can bring in bus to the seats and championships to the team. And the how much money that brings him. Some
0: people may say it's about damn time.
1: Totally. And that's honestly, they're probably right. So time will tell Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends before we
0: head on out of here. No, it's been it's been a hell of a week for updates from the head coaching stand front, stand front standpoint <laughs> from the GM standpoint. It's it's gonna be a fun closeout to the week. And we will see what next day next week brings. So patience, deep breaths, and just enjoy the ride. <sighs> yes.
1: At some point we're just gonna have to have like a live stream and just like keep it going. Like oh, what's oh, happening? Like we'll, have, well, no, I mean, like we'll have it in our offices starting like Friday, and then just let it go, and we'll kind of come back, check in, say hi for a bit, go back for lunch, go out, and do our thing, come back for dinner. Six hour
0: live stream, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking like seventy hour live stream, that'll, <laughs> yeah. That'll be wild. <laughs> it's just like, might as well just call it like the the Harbaugh college binge and just have a three day bender with booze.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what I think it feels like for a lot of Chargers fans. Uh, 72 hey, hours
0: starts right now.
1: <laughs> we're with you guys. We will be doing whenever the news breaks for the Chargers head coaching NGM. We will be doing a live show and actually are going to be doing a live show with a very special guest uh, who many of you know who this is. So I'm super pumped about that. I did for that one. So stay tuned. But until then for Jake Hefner, you can find him on X Jake T Hefner myself at BMW sports. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time on the next Chargers. Un-